Greetings, this is Pastor Thomas A. Deloach, and this episode is brought to you by To Empower You, a podcast dedicated to helping young adults and young couples achieve their goals and dreams from a biblical context. From a biblical context. Pastor Thomas A. Deloach. Hello, and thank you again for tuning in to To Empower You. I am your host, as always, Thomas A. Deloach, and I'm so excited to be with you for these few moments in time. And on today's show, I want to talk about I didn't ask for this. Yes, I didn't ask for this. And I think this is going to be a really good show. This is a teaching podcast, so I want you to take a moment and grab your pens and get your Bibles, as I'm always trying to give you some things from a biblical context, really to help you understand and know that whatever you are going through, God has a word for you if you will open up your heart and receive it. And I want to look in the book of Job. I'm going to start here at Job chapter 1 starting at verses one and concluding at verse number three. I think this will be a great jumping off place for us to really look and really set the tone for where I want to go today. And the Bible says that in the land of Uz, there was a man whose name was Job. This man was blameless and upright. He feared God. He shunned evil. And he had seven sons and three daughters. And he owned 7,000 sheep, 3,000 camels, 500 yoke of oxen, and 500 donkeys. And he had a large number of servants, and he was the greatest among all the people of the East. So the Bible really sets this out for us. Job was loaded. He had a lot of things. He had all kinds of possessions. But one thing I want you to zero in on, that he was the greatest, the Bible says, the greatest man among all the people of the East. Edwin Lewis Cole says it like this, life is lived on levels and arrived at in stages. So as you live on different levels, you will enter at different stages. In other words, you live, you enter. Now I've heard others say, you live, you learn. Whatever your take is, tomatoes, tomatoes, potatoes, potatoes, whatever you feel, I think it's important to understand that as you begin to evolve in life, there are things that are going to happen to you that you didn't ask for. But I want you to take a minute and calm down, no matter what's going on in your life, and take a deep breath because even the things that you didn't ask for, the things that were not of your making, does not say that God doesn't love you, doesn't say that God is not with you. There's so many things that are happening behind the scenes that we're really not aware of that God is going to use really to grow you up. And I know that's not very popular today because you have some grown, mature people that are really not growing up in the things of God and really allowing life to really dictate the tempo of some things that they've got to get control over. And so I think it's so important that we take some time and really talk about this. And I'm going to give you about four points that I want you to consider so that you don't lose your mind. You need your mind in this hour. Trust and know you need your mind to work for you. So whatever situation you find yourself in, you got to get the mindset of Christ so you can really understand what's going on around you. Now, I can tell you that life is filled with swift transitions. 
and nothing stays the same. And I think we can all agree that none of us like change. It's so easy to stay comfortable in any situation because change in many aspects can cause anxiety because I don't want to change and I don't know what to expect if I do change. But what I want you to know is really let yourself evolve and be something different. It's okay to change. You know, we're not wearing the same clothes we wore in the 70s and the 80s or even the 90s. And I realize that clothes do come back in style. But I think when it comes to life, we need to look at things a little bit differently. If we continue to just do what we did, if we continue to solve problems the way that we did, we're not really permitting ourselves to change to get better. Every approach to life, you've got to be able to change and evolve and do something different to get a different result. And as the old saying goes, to do the same thing over and over again, thinking that you're going to get a change is really insanity. But notice that in this passage, God gives some glowing remarks about Job. And I want to read them to you again. He was blameless. He was upright. He feared God. He shunned evil. And if that was not enough, again, he says he was the greatest man among all the people of the East. This is so amazing that this guy in every aspect, ladies, if you were looking for a perfect man, Job would be it. This would be a guy that you couldn't find on the planet anywhere. But Job was that guy. He was everything that you would want in a spouse, in a mate. He was rich. He had a prayer life. He loved his kids. He did the right thing. And all of a sudden, everything began to shift for Job. But what I want to tell you is, is that when God says these things about Job, and even when God says some things about you that are good, that he wants to encourage you with as it relates to his word, he plans on testing it to make sure it is so. And again, in a moment, Job lost it all. Was it Job's fault? No. Was God trying to beat him up? No, but the reality is life can bring you things you just don't ask for. Because who would ask for all this drama that happened in Job's life? Who would ask for all the things that are happening in your life? And this is why I said we're not conscious, meaning that we're not aware of what God is doing. And so when things in our life begin to be touched, I'm talking about things, cars, houses, money, job. All of these outward things begin to be touched and moved around. A lot of times, maybe it exposes what we were really putting our trust in. One of the things I want you to know is that you are blessed. Not the house, not the car, not the bank account, not your career, not the accolades. Whatever is coming to you is because of you. And so God loves you. It's not the car he loves. These are things. It's not the house he loves. These are things. It's not the money. No, it's the, it's the fact that God really cares about me. And he doesn't want me to be moved around. He doesn't want me to lose my peace and my joy and just literally lose my mind when things are taken from me or when things are shifting and moving around that were not of my making. And so many times, again, when things are happening to us, 
we start to think that God don't love us no more or we're not blessed because we, when God tells us we're blessed, we want to go out and prove we're blessed. We want to go and get the house or go and get the car. We want people to see that we are blessed. But whether you live in a mansion or an apartment or you live in a shanty, I want you to know you are blessed. And whatever God gives you, I want you to know that it's just a token of his love. And if something happens in life that is taken from you, I want you to know you're the common factor to get it all back again. And that's the reality of life that people are missing. I want to say that again. Whatever is happening to you now that is not of your making, that is not your fault, I want you to know you are still blessed. A house don't make you. Think about how uh, shallow-minded that is. A car don't make you. Clothes don't make you. You make those things. You cause those things to shine. Those things don't cause you to shine. And in the life of Job, again, things just begin to swirl out of control for him. And I'm sure he was like, Lord, if I knew your kind words were going to bring all of this trials and tribulations, I would have elected for you to say nothing at all to me. And sometimes that's how we feel, you know, when God is really uh, encouraging us in his word and he don't tell you tomorrow is really going to be the trial of your lifetime. Next week is you really going to go through a tough situation. I mean, literally things can happen right in a split second. I mean, you can come out of prayer all gassed up and juiced up and you can go to the mailbox and get an unexpected bill. And you're like, Lord, we just had this amazing time in prayer. Why didn't you tell me this was coming? And God doesn't have to tell us everything. But again, this is what you've got to know as it relates to life. My life is in the hands of God and whatever happens to me, God already knows and he has a way of escape. God says, this is just a test. This is just for me to let you know what you have in you. Because we don't know really what we have in us until we go through some things. It's easy for us to say we tough. It's easy for us to say we got a strong mindset until you get bad news, until you go through things that you really don't want to go through. And you find out a lot about you, but you find out even more about God and how he can keep you stable even in tough times. And so I want to encourage you today that even though you didn't ask to be divorced, even though you didn't ask for the man to come and repo your car after you worked hard, double time, triple time, all the time to save the things that you have, I want you to know God has a plan for your life. And so God has other things on his mind, especially when it feels like he messing with you. God, you messing with me. Why are you messing with me? God knows what's inside of you and he will use situations to draw it out. God can get you out, but he's really after getting something out of you. I'm going to say that again. God can get you out. He can rescue you right now. But God is more concerned about getting something out of you. And so I'm sure Job was frustrated. And I'm sure 
you are frustrated with certain things in life because frustration is common to man. So everybody on the planet is dealing with some frustration every now and again, some more than others. So let's define this word called frustration. Frustration is the feeling of being upset or annoyed, especially because of the inability to change things or to achieve something. So catch this, nobody is frustrated when they have the power to change something. Nobody cries about bills when they got money to pay them. Nobody cries about unexpected repairs when they have the finances and the resources to fix them. But we begin to be upset and annoyed when things in our life continues to stay the same and we feel like we don't have any ability to change our lot in life. So when Job lost everything. Now he has to live up to everything God said about him. I'm going to say that again. When Job lost everything, now he has to live up to everything God said about him. It's like, you know, God says some things about you or people may say some really nice things about you. And you're like, oh my goodness, they have saying all of these things about me and now I got to live up to it. So I wonder how Job really felt on the inside that the word of God really doesn't really give us the details about. Because I'm sure Job was like, man, God, you say all of this stuff to me. I'm the greatest man among all the people of the East. He didn't say that he was trying to be the greatest. The scripture says that he was the greatest man among all the people. So now Job loses everything. So is he not the greatest man anymore? Does he have to now make excuses? Because that's what happens when we lose things. We want to almost like cover for God. You know, we, we want to try to, you know, go out now and establish our own way. But Job had to take this on the chin. And I'm sure somewhere in Job's life, even in your life, if you really think about it, you got to know if God is allowing these things to happen and using life to help me and understand some things I probably would not get any other way. I've got to know that God is up to something good and he will, through the process, restore even greater for me once I come through this test and really learn the significance of God and what life is all about. See, it's one thing when you sign up, but it's totally different when you get drafted. See, Job got drafted. He didn't sign up for this. And I'm sure you're saying, I didn't sign up for it either. But you are getting drafted into what God is trying to teach and train you and instruct you on. And again, it's difficult to do this when you're on the mountain. You learn nothing from being on the mountain because when you're on the mountain, you're at the top of your game. Who can say anything to you? But it's when you're in the valley. It's when you're in the muck and the mire. It's when everybody walks off and leaves you. It's just when you at rock bottom, God can get your attention. It's so difficult for God to get our attention when everybody is tooting our own horn, when everybody tooting your horn and saying glowing remarks about you and saying you everything. And you know you're not. But still, when these things happen to us, God is saying, I got to take you through some things. I got to show you 
that it may not be all the praying you're doing. It may not be all this other stuff you got going on that's causing the blessing to come. I just want you to know that when the blessings of God come, it's not coming because you crossed every T. It's not coming because you dotted every I, because you said all the right things. God wants you to know that I am the source of your supply. And if you just look to me, I will be all that you need, even in this hard situation. So Job is going through a lot of little things. Let me give you point number one, and maybe this kind of help you see really what I'm saying. When we're going through, we really need to understand that God is real. He is real, no matter how you feel. Don't ever let your feelings get in the way of what you know. When you know that God loves you, and when you know that God is real, put your feelings in check really fast. Because to really mature your relationship with God, God says, I want to test some different periods in your life of separation. When it feels like that you are forgotten about. When it feels like I have left you by yourself. The scripture says in Psalms 10 verse one, Lord, why are you standing aloof and far away? Why do you hide when I need you the most? And you may feel this way. It's like, Lord, I need you. My family acting crazy, friends tripping, and now you are distant, and now you are far away from me. What's going on here? And even in Psalms 22, verse 1, it says, why have you forsaken me? Why do you remain so distant? Why do you ignore my cries for help, Lord? I mean, the psalm, I mean, they're, they're, they're pouring out their heart to God. Here's another psalm, Psalm 43, verse number two. Why have you abandoned me, O God? We feel like this. And this is one of the reasons why I love God's word is because these people that are in the word of God, they are pouring out their heart. They're not hiding anything. They're telling it like it is. This is how they feel. And so when we're going through situations and trials and tribulations, we don't need to hide how we feel. God is tough enough to handle how you feel. And he's tough enough to hear how you feel. He's not going to be mad because you upset. He's not going to walk away from you because you feel some kind of way. If you can't be honest with nobody, be honest with God about how you feel about a situation. They did in the word of God. They did in the book of Psalms. And so these people are talking to a real God about their real situation and they need help. But here's one of the things I want you to know. We need to be conscious. And when I say conscious, we need to be aware because many times we feel a certain way that may not be. Our feelings, I'm telling you, man, they are strong. They will take you in directions that are not even true because whatever you perceive to be will be for you. And when we feel emotional or sad, and I'm not saying that sadness and depression is not a real thing. I'm not saying that. But sometimes the way we are viewing it causes our feelings not to be legit in that moment. In other words, is this really a 10 in your life? Or have you just kind of drummed up a situation without really understanding how much God truly loves you? And that's truth helps you to keep your emotions in check. When I know something is true, and even though I'm feeling some kind of way, I've got to remind myself, God loves me. And if something is being touched or being moved, maybe God is trying to promote me. 
Maybe he's trying to elevate me. Maybe he's trying to get me away from some people and some things. See, we don't see what we should see in the moment of adversity. But even still, it's all right to say how you feel and be honest about it. But it's even more right for you to get back into understanding that God cares for you and he does love you. Point number two, God will never leave you. I want to say that to you again. God, I'm talking about God. Now, I'm not talking about people. I'm not talking about friends and family. God will never leave you. He has promised repeatedly in the word, I will never leave you nor forsake you. And you can see this in the latter clause of Joshua chapter one, verse five. He says, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. But many times when God is drawing things out of us, he's working on us. So don't miss this. He's working, not talking. So don't be offended when he stops talking. I'm going to say that again. Don't become offended when he stops talking. A lot of people are offended today because God seems to be shifting and changing, but he's really not. God is trying to teach. He's trying to instruct. He's trying to help you see some things. So when it seems like God is distant and he's quiet, that's not a time for you to become offended because what happens is we begin to filter everything through that offense and it causes your eyes to be shut. It causes your ears to close up. It causes your heart to become hardened. And now what God would do for you, he can't do for you because you closed him out. Watch this. And you walked away. So maybe the distance is because you left. Because he already said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. And we know and should know that when things happen, we go into isolation mode. We want to get away from people and we even want to get away from God. So we know that there are times in our lives when things have happened to us that maybe we walked away. This is what I'm saying again about truth. You got to know some truth. And the truth is, if God says he's not going to leave you nor forsake you and you feel like God is distant, there's only but one variable there. That's you and I. Because we run, we walk away because we're looking for a level of peace. We're looking for some comfort. We're looking for some protection. And we try to go and find it when we feel like what we had was real is not real anymore. I think the reality is for many of us is that when things happen to believers, we're in shock. Like, how could this happen to me? And God loves me. Why would he do this to me? So we make it personal. But again, this is when we've got to know truth and understand God at the highest level. That if this is happening in your life, it's for a purpose. God does things for a purpose and he does things on purpose. He's trying to get you to see some things like he was trying to get Job to see some things. And Job had to go through some things to get what the lesson that God was teaching. But when it was all said and done, he got double for his trouble and you will too. Here's point number three. God admits that there are times he hides his face from us. This is a normal part of testing and maturing of your relationship with God. Let me prove it to you. In Job chapter 28, starting at verse number eight, and we'll conclude at verse number 10, the scripture says, I go east, but he's not there. I go west, but I can't find him. 
I do not see him in the north, for he is hidden. I turn to the south, but I can't find him. But he knows where I am going. You need to underscore that. But he knows where I am going. And when he has tested me like gold in the fire, he will pronounce me innocent. So I was never guilty in the first place. Now, remember, I wanted you to underscore, but he knows where I'm going. So this ought to tell you and I that God sees you even though you don't see him. This is all consciousness. This is all awareness. When you're going through certain things, you looking for God. God is like, I'm right here. Why are you looking? But we're looking because we're frantic. We're looking because we're angry. We're upset. Our emotions at an all time high. And you know, you can't make decisions when you're frustrated. You can't make decisions when you're mad. You can't make decisions when you're emotional. We've tried it. I've tried it. It never works. And this is why you've got to calm down. You may say, I didn't ask for this. And I'm with you. I didn't ask for the things that are in my life. Even now as a pastor, pastoring in this pandemic is tough, man, because momentum is real. You get momentum. And now I'm like, where are the people? Lord, you called me to pastor. I know you did. But it's hard to pastor when you don't know where the people are. And we're in a situation right now where people are just doing their own things. And as pastors, we give our blood, our sweat, our tears, our everything for the people we believe God has called us to help. And when folks don't want any help anymore, it can be a frustrating thing. So I understand where you are in your life and what you're going through. I might not be going through exactly what you are dealing with right now, but I understand the power of frustration. But the scripture says, when he has tested me like gold in a fire, he will, he will pronounce me innocent. So this ought to tell us that what we're going through is just a test. It's a test to refine us. It's a test so that we can come out better. It's a test that we can grow up and grow into God and be mature in a mindset, a mindset and not cry and whine like babies do that don't know their God. When we know our God, we can do great things. When we know our God, we can know that we've been may endure for a night, but joy is going to come in the morning. There's just a season for this. And I want you to get through it. And this is how you do it. Change your mind about what you're going through. Change it. Don't become negative. Become positive about your God. Because that, in my opinion, is how you get through a thing. When you want to slow down and just go through it and wallow in it, when you stay focused on problems and when you become upset and angry and bitter and cantankerous and volatile, you stay in it much longer than what God designed and intended for you. But I want you to know right here, right now, this is a test. And here's my final point, point number four. How do you praise God when you don't understand what's happening in your life and when God is silent? I got an answer for you. You got to do what Job did. This is what he did in Job chapter one, verse 20 and 21. He says, then he fell to the ground in worship and said, naked I came from my mother's womb and naked I will depart. The Lord gave and the Lord has taken away. May the name of the Lord be praised. 
This is what you got to do when it just seems like everything is falling apart and God is silent. You got to get in some worship. Praise is one thing. Worship is another. We can praise God for his wonderful acts and the things that he's doing, but I'm worshiping God in this season for who he is. And I know each and every one of us that's listening to me even now, God has done and has taken you through a lot of things. You got to draw from that well now of experience. You got to draw from that well of truth and knowing that, Lord, I'm worshiping you for who you are. You my everything. You're my strength. You're my joy. You're my peace. You're my offering. You're my love. You're my friend. You're everything that I need. And when you begin to really worship God for who he is to you, you're my stability. You're my rock. You're my power. You're my friend. You're my confidant. You're my door opener. You're everything to me. When you really start worshiping God, your emotions got to shift. That's what happens when you worship God. Everything begins to follow your worship and you cannot worship God and things stay the same. Praise is out of court. Anybody can praise. Birds praise. Lions, when they roar, they praise. The sun comes up. It's a praise to God. But when we worship, that's different because it's a sacrifice. I'm sacrificing how I feel. I'm sacrificing what I can do right now that's crazy. And I choose to get into worship and lift my hands, even when tears are rolling down my face, even when I feel like everything has just gone in a direction I never thought it would. Even when I feel like the walls are closing in on me, I'm going to take a moment and remember how great my God is. I'm going to take a moment and remember how much he loves me. I'm going to take a moment and just tell him, how much I love him. And Lord, you saw me through the 80s. You saw me through the 90s. You saw me through unemployment. You saw me through when I didn't know how I was going to pay my bills. I'm going to worship. That's what I'm going to do. And I want to tell you right now, that's what you got to do. You got to do this to stay alive, to stay where you need to stay and get to the next level. Worship is the key. It will unlock things in your life. One of the things that worship will do, it will keep you from having a hard heart. It will keep you from certain things, diseases coming towards you. I'm telling you, when you worship, it will ward off a lot of issues and problems in your life. I want you to take a moment today and worship. And you can't worship without an experience. That's what makes it powerful. Every time I worship God, I remember. I remember who he is to me. And so I can lift my hands and tell God how powerful he is to me. Make that thing personal. Go back down memory lane and rehearse in your own heart the faithfulness of God, how he faithfully helped you when you thought all was gone, when you was like, I don't even know how we going to make it. I don't even know how I'm going to pay this bill. And God comes through every time. And when you do that, it'll build you up in your most holy faith. I don't know what you're going through. I have no clue, but I know what God can do for you. And I know that he's done something for you that you can worship him for. 
So that's what I want you to do today. I want you to get into some worship. Even when you're driving in your car, you can talk to God. You can pour your heart out to him. Even when tears are rolling down your face, even in frustration, worship, because this now is a sacrifice for my own life's preservation. And although I didn't ask for this, Job didn't ask for this, he made it a point to say, naked I came in, into the world. And I'm going to leave out naked. The Lord gives and he even takes away. But it's all right. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Let his name be praised. Let his name be worshipped. God is the common denominator in me getting everything back that I lost. And whatever is being taken, it's all right. Because I know I got a God that can help me to recover even greater than what I lost. So all is well, and I want everything to be well with you. I pray that these four points that I gave you, you can put them in your heart today and really rehearse it in your mind and in your spirit today and pull it out so that you can know that God is with you. He said, I'll never leave you again. He said, I'll never forsake you. Put that in your heart. Let that truth warm you up today, even in a cold environment. Things are shifting and changing all the time. But God says, I'll never change on you. I'll never switch up on you. So I don't want you to go changing on God. Stay with him because I'm telling you everything is going to be all right. If this show blessed you, send me an email at info at thomasadeloach.com. Go to my website at thomasadeloach.com. There's a subscriber box on my website. Put your email in there and click the send button and I will send you a free resource. Also, I'm always looking for financial partners that will help me to continue to empower you and others that will listen to this podcast. No dollar amount is too big. No dollar amount is too small. Scroll all the way down to the bottom of the screen there on the website and you'll see a donation tab. And I want you to give if this show is blessing you. All right. I want you to know that God is with you. So go lift your head up and be encouraged. Things are turning around for you right now by faith. And until next time, peace to the family. Thank you for listening to my show to empower you. If you were blessed, inspired and encouraged, please send me a praise report, prayer requests or show ideas to info at thomasadeloach.com and follow me on Instagram at Thomas A. Deloach and Facebook at Dr. Thomas A. Deloach. And remember, you can go to my website anytime at www.thomasadeloach.com. Until next time, be, be empowered. empowered.